Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, guys, welcome back to the Earn Your Leisure podcast, episode 18. 18, dang, really? Yeah, no, 18 yeah. already? Yeah. Wow. Just yeah. was in the 15 this morning. <laughs> I'm still on 15, actually. Yeah, yeah, time flies, time flies. So we are fresh off of our LA trip. Ooh, shout out to LA. Yeah, we'll talk about that later on. We had a good time out there. Shout out to California. We got a lot of love out there. Yeah, man, it was uh, overwhelming to, to see people come out. Like I said, like we had no, we didn't know anyone in LA, and we left. With a family of people that that are with us, so that's dope. Yeah, we're gonna detail. We're gonna detail that at the end. Well, we got a very special um, episode today. One of the biggest requests that we have been getting for a very long time is credit. Um, you know, I'm a financial advisor, and people ask me about credit all the time. Not something that I really specialize in. So we we had to cover credit. Like you can't yeah. have a financial podcast and not cover credit, right? It affects us all. Yeah, it's, it's mandatory. So. Um, 
you know, it's the moving vehicle for any financials you do these days, man. Yeah. Anything you do, it's the moving vehicle. Yeah. So when we, you know, we were talking about credit, you know, we had to get a specialist in. So that's what we did. We got Andy Suko, who is a specialist guru, whatever you want to call it, in the credit industry. He's worked with a lot of celebrities, been on the radio, and more importantly, he works with regular everyday people and helps them improve their credit. So first and foremost. Um, thank you. Thank you for joining yeah. us. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I yeah. love it. Nah, Feel sure. energy. <laughs> it's different when you're listening and when you're here. Like, all right. Yeah, let's do it. It's going to be dope. Nah, for sure. So, so yeah. So, um, we are going to cover a broad range of different topics today. We're going to answer a lot of questions that we got on Instagram. And hopefully, you know, we're going to provide some very, very valuable information when it comes to credit. Because as our merch, yeah, as our new merch line, yeah, you know, everything. cream, yeah, 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 yeah. Credit, 90, everything. Ninety four, it was cream. It was I mean, it was cash rules everything around me. But we in two thousand nineteen right now, so now it's credit rules everything around me, right? Sure. So that's that's the, that's the age that we in right now. So before we start, we're gonna tell some personal stories. If you listen to the podcast, you know we like to actually get real personal about you know stuff, and it's not just like telling things third story, third person, um, we, we actually let you in on our personal lives. So me and Troy both have credit stories. So Troy, you want to start off with a credit story? Yeah, man. And I think we well, it's well documented, uh, the process of me getting this home when we were talking about the appraisal. And that was the first step. Um, but before we could even get to the appraisal process, mm -hmm. I had to get approved for a loan. Okay. And... Uh, the scary part. It was scary. And I was working with a friend of mine. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I was pretty familiar with the, the three bureaus, you know, mm -hmm. Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. And um, I looked at my score. You know, I had used Credit Karma. Oh, and I, famous. I, I started with them, the famous Credit Karma. You know, it was for free. And then I actually paid. One thing. Yeah. Nothing's free in this country. Fact. Um, <laughs> so uh, I paid the service because, you know, I'm trying to get a loan. I need to be serious about this. I paid TransUnion. I paid all three bureaus. Mm -hmm. And um, I looked all right. You know, I, I had like a 6.95 average. Not great, but it qualifies, qualifies as good. And um, in order to get the loan, I had to have a 650 scores. So I'm like, great. I tell my boy, run the credit. It's good. He was worried about the inquiries. I'm like, it's good. I checked them. I paid. We're good. Uh, he calls me and he says, we got a problem. And I'm like, what's the problem? Mm. He's like, your scores are 525. And I'm like, first reaction was like, nah, this is, this is identity theft. Right. This has to be identity theft. <laughs> like, nah, this is not me. Like, he was like, all right, look, I'm, look give me your social again. We're going to run it again. Um, but, I, you know, the inquiries are starting to add up. I'm like, no, run it again. That, that, that's not me. I'm looking at my scores. I text him. He's like, I'm not sure what's happening. Mm. Um, so I looked, he, I looked at the report um, and I saw some things that were there, uh, one being the United States Department of Education, they had a loan on there that, you know, I was like, this doesn't even make sense. You know, I had Sally Mae, now it's Navient, it combined, it consolidated. They tra but they didn't close it. Gotcha. So it looked like I had some... Two loans. Yeah, I had two loans. Which raised your DTI too. Exactly. My debt to ratio, my debt ratio was high. Um, so I got that knocked off. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I started looking at other things. I started educating myself. And one of the things I was looking at, I was like, wait, they have credit cards on there, but that's not mine. I'm just mm -hmm. a authorized user yeah, for that card. Mm -hmm. So... That debt was added on to it. Um, and then I looked and I was like, you know what? Why are we seeing both two different scores? And then it hit us. My mortgage broker and myself, we were like, oh, they're using your FICO score. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh? Like, what? We have three bureaus and they're using a different score. Okay. He's like, you're using your FICO score. So then I was like, all right, well, what's that? I had to educate myself again. Paid again. So I became a, a member of my FICO.com. Mm -hmm. And when I saw it, it was like, I saw the 525. Right. I'm like, no. This is really me. Correct, correct, correct. This is really me. And um, it opened my eyes because I was like, wait, there's 
different type of FICA scores, right? There's FICA one, two, up to which is it vantage. nine? We're on Vantage ten right now. Vantage ten. So like, so Experian uses Vantage ten. Right. So each bureau. each bureau uses something different, and right. I was just like, all right, this is crazy. Now, like, I'm just crazy. So I keep going. I'm digging. I'm like, I have this is a time sensitive, right? This this housing deal has to get done within two months. There's a lot of dominoes that will fall. Like, if I don't get the loan, then you know my brother can't move, then we can't have the house. Um, so I started digging deeper. I see like uh, my utilization rate, which is how much money you're using from a credit card. And at the time, I had a Best Buy card. It was nothing crazy, a thousand dollars, but I had used eight hundred. I had bought like a new TV. Okay. So like that's eighty percent of the card. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, well I'm gonna pay that off. Um, so I did. I paid it off. But on top of it, I was like, I know we're in time sensitive. So I said, I'm gonna call Best Buy, the customer service. I'm gonna speak to the to their uh, debt department. I'm like, listen. The credit I, report. The department. credit report department. And I'm like, look, when do you guys report to the bureaus? Mm-hmm. Like, I was just bold like that. Like, when do you report? And they're like, we usually don't do that. And the lady was like, open. She was like, you know what? I understand the circumstance. I'll help you out. Right. We report on the 21st. So I was like, bet. I'm going to have this um, paid by the 10th. And I need you guys to report it by the 15th. They were like, we'll do it for you because we understand the circumstance. I went to my next card. I was like, I had a Macy's card. Only $500. But I used 400 for a suit. So my utilization rate, like 90%. I'm like, all right, I'm going to pay that one down. Boom. Did it. And they were like, all right, cool. When I was, I'm like, when do you report? And they, right. were, they were like, the sixth of every month. Okay. So I'm like, all right, well, we're at the fourth. Perfect. They sent those in. I got it in time, right? So like in a month, in a month, like maybe a month and a half, I went from like a 525 to like a 700 just because I educated myself on it and was relentless. Like I was on the phone every day with the credit right. department, uh, the, the credit bureaus. I was on the phone with the Department of Ed. Like at one point, I, I wish I recorded the conversation that the one of the, the customer service uh, women was like, "Thank you." I was giving her information that she didn't know because <laughs> like that's how well I had like right. studied and it was like you know what, pretty much like my family's like generational wealth is on the line if I don't get this that's this right. credit score. And by the grace of God, man, we got it done. Uh, so it was beautiful, but like there were a lot of people like, "Hey, you should pay for this service," and I was like, "For yeah. what, man? Like, you know, I don't have the time." Like, usually they tell you it's like five to six months, so we can change your right. score, we can right. get it. I'm like, I got thirty days. You know, I mean, interesting story. It's a good story, actually. I don't mean to cut into Rashad's story, but um, a lot of that what you said is things people need to know is maintenance on your credit. That's things you can do on your own. Right. You know? DTI debt utilization, keep your debt 30%. Low debt, high score. High debt, low score, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, we'll get into that more. But. Yeah. <coughs> now, nah, yeah. So, I mean, it's crazy that you was able to raise your credit score 150 That doesn't points. really happen. Yeah, 150 points. It doesn't happen. Yeah, it was crazy. But um, it was, if if not, you wouldn't have had a home. Right. And, like, the thing is, like, my friends like my friends got to watch this happen. So, like, I, I mean, it's well documented. Like I told when Rashad came up with the idea, like, yo, you should do this house. I was like, great. All right, my credit score is good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> right? Like quickly found out. No, it wasn't. But and that it's important too. Like so right. that FICO score, like I was able to get a car because my FICO, the, the FICO score that they would use was like maybe FICO four. Right, right. 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 So that was for car lending. Correct. I was able to get a car. Correct. I was able to get credit cards because they use FICO six. Mm-hmm. Right. But if I wanted a home, yeah. I wasn't good. And that's something I don't think people really know, man. Yeah, the whole vantage system, how it works. Uh, you see the things with each credit bureaus, they create their own score. Off of the the data that's reported to them, mm-hmm. so not every bank reports to all three bureaus. That's why one score is going to be higher than the other one. Mm-hmm. But then for the real data for mortgages, that's my FICO because it's giving you the overall picture in one snapshot. Right. So it, that's important. So like if you're trying to get a home, 
Make sure you you check your FICA score. Not and don't wait till the last minute. Don't wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta yeah. know. You gotta know beforehand. So my story is a little less. Um, anybody that all right. So me and Troy have a good dynamic because Troy's like a real. Like, he's like a good guy. You know what I'm like, <laughs> That's not a facade. Nah, nah, he, nah, nah, he has a uh, like a model family. Like you know, he has a house and he, you know got the whole thing. I'm a little more radical, so uh, my story's a little bit more radical and. and I'm going to tell you this story, and don't try this at home. Parental discretion don't is not, advised. Don't this, <laughs> this was years ago, right? I was young, and um, I needed money for an investment. I need like $30,000 for an investment, right? And at the time, I didn't really have any money like that. I had some money saved, but I didn't want to go into my savings. Right, right. So I'm like, okay, where can I get $30,000 from, right? So I tried to get a bank loan. That didn't work. And I'm like, I really don't have anybody I can borrow $30,000 from. Right. So I'm like, but I got to get 30000 So at the time, I had really good credit. I still have good credit. I had really good credit. So I got cash advance from, 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 from one credit card. I'm like, let me see how this works. So I got cash advance from one credit card. It was like $2,000. So I'm like, you know what? Run it up. So I spent two days applying to every credit card that I can, right? This is all facts. And I got, I got approved from every credit card I applied for. I got like 12 credit cards in the course of a weekend. And it was like two thousand, five thousand, seven thousand. So by the end of three days, I had thirty thousand dollars in cash advances. What I didn't know before I did that, and a lot of people still don't know, is that. So with the cash advance, well, let me back it up. It was a uh, they had they were they were all running specials that um, you can balance transfer. Balance Ooh, transfer yeah, specials yeah, yeah, yeah. with zero percent interest for like eighteen months, twelve months, twenty-four months, right. right? But a lot of times people don't realize that with the balance transfers, you can actually take a cash advance, mm. and you don't pay any interest for eighteen months. Very dangerous because at the end of the eighteen months, now all of those other months have <laughs> now you got to pay the interest for the back eighteen right. months. So you got to be careful. That's then it's like twenty percent interest. But yeah. long story short, I had it all figured out. So I said, okay, look, this is a thirty thousand dollar loan that I'm gonna get interest free. For 18 to 24 months. If I can't flip that in two years, shame on me. <laughs> so, long story short, I leveraged myself to the tilt. And I did a very speculative investment. <laughs> <laughs> we won't even go into what it was, but it was highly speculative. And the results of it, I'll tell on a different podcast. But I, I say this to say the power of credit. I, was, I wouldn't be able to raise $30,000 in a weekend. It's true. In my 20s, if it wasn't for credit, right? So credit can be a very powerful tool if used properly. Like yeah. I said, I don't recommend anybody do what I did because that was extremely dangerous. I hope that that. So you have to go yeah, through that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but just know that there are a lot of different tactics that you can use. And you have to be careful. But it can, you know. You can make you can make money off of it. No, the key is to make money with other people's money. That's, that's my true. favorite line that I think you've ever said on the podcast. It was like powerful too, very dangerous. No, 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 it's very, <laughs> it's very dangerous. So, all right, so now we're gonna go into some. We're gonna we're gonna start. We're gonna chop it up and we're gonna break it down. So you talked about FICO score, right? Can you just explain the FICO? So FICO is Fair Isaac Credit Company. They're the one that creates the whole score from all three viewers for you. They use the latest Vantage, where it'll be Vantage Ten, Vantage Eight that we're using. That we're in Vantage Ten. These are the latest Vantage. So what is it? What is that? Because people might not know what so Vantage is. So it's the way the score is created. The data is put into the score. So they don't pick every single, um, like let's say <clears throat> your American Express card. Certain cards they pick out and they create the score. So department, that's why I speak about department store card. They don't help your credit that much. 
So stay away from them. Stay into the Visa, the MasterCards, and so forth. Those are the ones that create the scores for you. And then your payment history, how much new credit you have, um, utilization, that's all that's calculated into it. Okay, okay. So, all right. So as far as like there's different factors that determine your credit score, right? Right, correct. What are some of the, the key factors that people should be aware of? Uh, one of the major factors, and I see this on everyone's credit report, is utilization. Mm -hmm. um, just like you were talking about, um, yep. you know, you, you need to keep your utilization under thirty percent. Once you start hitting thirty-one, thirty-two percent of that utilization, your score drops significantly, and it takes two months, two billing cycles for it to go up, unless you call the bank, like you didn't ask yeah. them just to do a courtesy for you. Right. A lot of people don't know how to do that, right? Or they don't, they don't know they could do that. So one of them is uh, keep the utilization very low, thirty percent or below. Um, let's say you have five cards. And <clears throat> excuse me. And you instead of use putting all the charges on one card, split it across three cards to keep it under thirty percent. Your score will stay high. Second thing is increase six increase a year. If you do more than that, your score drops. Each increase two point five points, hmm. right? Um, and banks only give you what they see other banks give you. So if you apply for in your scenario, if you do that now, it would have been hard for you to get all those uh, cards, right? Because banks are tight on giving out credit. Um, so banks only give you what they see other banks are giving you. So let's say you apply for Citibank or Chase today. You got denied. There's an increase there. If right. another bank don't see a card open up, they're not going to extend the credit to you. Mm. Right? So new credit. All right. So 30, so 30%. So if you have $10,000 in credit available, only use $3,000. Correct. Correct. That's Correct. pretty much in a nutshell. Yeah. All right. Now, wait, one last thing also. like If you're trying to build your score and you're in the 650, you're lingering around the 650 range, you shouldn't pay off your card in full every month. Because the bank needs to make the bank needs to make a little bit of in, interest off of you to report okay on your credit report. And you see a history. It's, correct. Yeah. It's only until you're like a seven fifty or higher score you can pay your card off in full because your score is already built. Right. But if you're in a six fifty and you're trying to raise it, don't pay the card off in can full. Can you just much. explain that? Because that's actually the first time I'm hearing that in detail. Like, so you don't pay off the credit don't card pay in, full? It in full every month. Like every other month, you could pay it off in full. Why? Why not because, every month? Because the bank wouldn't report. Uh, okay on the credit report on the slot that says okay it'll say no data okay no data is like no credit okay mm. so you gotta like trick the system let them make a little bit of interest off of you because remember the banks in the business are making money right right um and that's why they charge these interest rates so they want to see that you're a valued customer over a period of time exactly right so if i have a thousand dollars and i max out a thousand and i pay a thousand that's not really showing anything. Exactly. And that's not helping them because they're not making money. Right. So there's no incentive for them to report okay on the credit report. You have a report you have a zero balance. But you don't have that that okay that green mark on your credit report. It's, it says no data. Okay. And the only way you see that is actually from the credit report from the bureaus. Mm. You wouldn't see it on like a mortgage report or in your online report. It's when you pull the actual report from the bureaus is when you see that. All right. All right. So now, all right. So you got some framework, and then you got some interesting stories for me and Troy. But now we're going we're going to dive deep into the to the to the world of credit, and um, yeah, we're going to hopefully drop some gems that can uh, save you guys a lot of time and money. Yeah. Pens and pads, get ready. All right, so now we're going to get into the part that most people aren't aware of on their credit part that are actually right. happening. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, when you make a late payment or you miss a payment or you miss a few, um, there's something that's called a derogatory. That's correct. Um, that's so, a, go ahead. Go ahead. You, can, you want to explain the impact that that has and some examples of it? Well, the derogatory section, everyone has that on a credit report, right? So when you make a late payment, and by the way, the, the way they report late payments these days have changed. Mm -hmm. Because back then, right after 30 days, the next day you were late. Now they give you a 30-day grace period. Oh. But if the payment is not made before 5 p.m., the 29th of the next month, then you get reported the first 30 days. That's a derogatory, right? Mm -hmm. um, collections, charge-off. Let's say you had a credit card for five, six years. 
you know, you were paying for three, four years, you ran into a hardship, you missed, you couldn't keep up with the payments anymore, you miss six months of payments, it gets charged off, that's a derogatory, uh, public records, mm-hmm. um, lawsuits, judgments. Do, uh, do student loans fall on there as well? Yes, absolutely, because yeah. they keep, one, here's the thing about student loans, <clears throat> everyone keeps deferring the student loans. Yeah, but right? just, yeah, it's, it's and kind of that's actually you shouldn't be doing that. You should at least try to make some sort of payment plan with them because now one it affects your credit, your DTI. Because let's say you took out six thousand, mm-hmm. you deferred it for five years. Now your loan is ten thousand. Right now you're upside down with the loan. One, two, your late payments also they're reported on the the uh, the credit report is derogatory. If you make if you miss a late payment, so I don't suggest anyone try to put the payment in deferment for too long. But if you have to. Make sure you don't have a gap where it comes out of deferment and you're supposed to make a payment and go back into deferment. Mm. You need to avoid that. Right? Yeah, it's tough because, I mean, we covered it pretty extensively. Like, we have millions of yeah. Americans that are in student It's a trillion debt, dollar deal. Trillion dollar de- industry. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the first thing is like deferment, but it only lasts six to 12 months, man. Correct. Correct. Right? And that, that can affect you long term, right? When it's Correct. time for you to now get the home, like student loan payment has affected you. Try to get the car, right? They're going to see that on that derogatory. Because they calculate the monthly payment into your income, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say, you know, you only make, I don't know, $2,000 a month or biweekly, whatever. And um, your monthly payments are all your expenses, including rent, food, whatever. Not not food, sorry. Rent, bills, credit cards Mm -hmm. is $1,500. Now you add your student loans in there. Now you only have $200 left. How are you going to get get a mortgage with extra money going to come in? You know, So it's a debt that... You really don't want to carry with you, but we have to. Right. But you want to try to at least make some kind of payment towards it. So with the derogatories, um, <coughs> okay. So some of the common derogatory items are late payments. Late payments, credit cards. Even I did a video about when you move out of your apartment, mm. how to exit your apartment, your Verizon bill, your Con Edison bill, all that goes on your credit report. There's a way to shut everything off before you walk out of that apartment so it doesn't travel. How do you, so what's the way that you so do So basically, make a checklist of everything that you had when you were living in that apartment. Cable, phone, water, whatever. Mm-hmm. A week before you move out, you're supposed to call this company and let them know you're leaving to disconnect the service on this date mm-hmm. and send you the bill. Right? A lot of people just walk out and leave everything. Right. The Verizon bill, cable bill, you're supposed to return those boxes. If you don't, you get charged. You're renting those boxes. You don't own them. That's right. a stupid way of having a debt on your credit report domestic credit up. Right? Yeah. You Points. can just return the boxes, <laughs> pay the final bill. Right. Yeah. Right. Not for sure. So, all right. So, what about... Child support. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. We're going to get there. <laughs> what, what about tax liens? So, tax liens shows up on your credit, but it was up to two years ago, they stopped reporting it, but it stays in the public record. So, let's say you're applying for a mortgage. When they pull for your mortgage report, they pull LexisNexis, your tax liens show up there. So, it can affect you from getting the um the mortgage, but it's not on your credit report anymore, but it stays in public record. What's LexisNexis? LexisNexis is a company out in Atlanta that carries all public record data for everyone. Okay. 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 For all the court system, bankruptcies, everything. So what about credit card judgments? A lot of people have credit card judgments. Oh, man, listen, that's a good topic. And how that happens, um, you know, let's say you have a credit card. I go back to Chase because I deal with them every day, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you had a Chase credit card for five years. Three years you paid it. After that, you went to harsh, and we couldn't pay it no more. And it went to collections. And um, you didn't even pay it then. Right before the statute of limitation comes to an end, every debt has a statute of limitation. Mm-hmm. Every state has a statute of limitation. Right before the statute of limitation ends, it goes to an attorney. They pick it up and obtain a default judgment against you, renewable for ten years. Mm-hmm. So ten years? Ten years. But it can be it can be wiped off 
All right, even if you so if you have the ten year judgment, it can still be like wiped off before that ten years. Absolutely, correct? if it's resolved, correct. If you don't if you don't resolve it, then it can renew again. How do you resolve it? Just so you got to make an agreement with the judge, but not not with the judge, with the attorney that's suing you. They can either go back into court and resolve it, or resolve it over the phone. Make an agreement, say, "Listen, the debt's five thousand. You know, I can give you two thousand. Call it a day." All right, so the debt has to be resolved. Okay. Resolved. That that made me think about something because we let we keep it real on the show, right? So usually in our community, what happens is that you fall on the hard times, you don't pay your bills, they call you, and you don't answer the phone call. Yeah. You try to just and ignore. That's the bad thing. You that, that's the problem. Block the number. But that's what that's, that's what, what we're gonna do. That's, <laughs> that's what we're gonna do. That's how it turns into a judgment. Right. So right. that's the so, start of it. All right. What's your advice for people that are doing that? Like I always tell people, you can't avoid problems. You have Correct. to face it, right? So and then especially credit card companies, they'll work with you if you. If Correct. You know, Absolutely. But yeah. people still mentally, I guess it's just. Nobody really wants to be embarrassed or they don't want to even kind of go through that if they know that they don't have the money to pay it. So you have, all right, you, you got yourself in, in a bad situation. You can't pay your bill. You're late on your bills. What what do you do? Like, what's the best So here's the thing. It? Um, it's funny we, we're talking about this. A lot of people don't want to resolve the debt because they've been told that you don't have to pay your debt back. It's going to disappear. <laughs> a lot of people, that's what a lot of people say. You know, oh, my friends, I don't got to pay it back. Is it true? Do I have to? Yes, you have to. Yeah. Right? Um, but... You have to answer the phone, man. Like you can. They'll work with you. They're willing to work with you. This is no. That's I'm just the the willing to work with you part is 100 percent valid. I have friends, and and I mean personally, I've done it myself. Like I've had, I've seen my interest rate go up when I was in college Mm -hmm. to a point I was like, wait, I owe thirty thousand dollars. I'm 21, right? Right, and I'm like. I don't know what to do. So right. I, I'm like, I, I literally was listening to Hot 97, I promise you. And I heard um, Angie was talking about debt consolidation. Yeah. And I called this company. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, well, we'll do it. And I did it. And like, rather than paying it 30, right, They, they, the bank is looking like, hey, can we get some money? Right. right? So I'm like, yeah. all right, we agreed to an amount. And I'm like, all right, I'll pay that off. There's a difference between debt consolidation and debt settlement. Yeah. Uh, I am not a debt, into debt consolidation. I don't think anyone should do it. And I'll tell you why. Yeah, once the debt's charged off... You have to pay something, but not the full thing. But consumers don't know that. Right. So they go to debt consolidating, where they make you pay the whole debt over three years. You kind of just paid the debt twice. Yeah. Well, because it went insurance paid it or however the bank resolved mm-hmm. it, and now you pay the whole thing back again to the to the banks. It's once the debt's charged off, it's better to settle the debt and move on. You owe five grand, we get that down to eighteen hundred. Right. I would rather pay that and move on because your credit is still shot. Yeah. And you're not going to get the card back. Right, so yeah. I haven't paid twice. Right, yeah, I've I've seen people do it. Like I've seen, like like you just said, like hey, I owe twenty. Listen, I have ten. Right, and the, and the bank is like, you know what? I'll take that ten rather than have nothing from you for the next five years. So here's a trick behind uh, what Rashad was talking about. Um, collection agencies and attorneys do skip trace. What a skip trace is where they pull your credit and they see that if you're paying like. What's it called? Skip trace. Skip trace? Yeah, S-K-I-P-T-R-A-C-E. Okay. So skip trace <coughs> skip trace works like this. They want to find you. They want to see where you are mm-hmm. to serve your judgment. They pull your credit. They see you have this address, that address, that address. That's how the marshals end up coming to your house and dropping a note off. Right? So they see if you're paying any debts back. So now, let's say you're completely shot. You scored 500. You have every single debt out there. When they do that skip trace, they know you're completely broke. Or you seem to be broke. Mm-hmm. You have a better chance of getting a lower number on that settlement because they'll take anything right. to move on and resolve it and keep it going, right? Um, if you're applying for a mortgage, this year, increase on there from a home mortgage company, or you're trying to buy something, you have money. Everybody pops up. They want to settle, but they'll settle at a high number. 
and collection agencies work on commission. End of the month, you get the best number. Beginning of the month, you don't. Mm. That's a, that's a, so end of the month, okay, I don't want people to forget that. Don't let that go over your head. Explain that. End so, of the month, oh yeah. Collection agencies work on commission. It's a $15 hour job, but your job is to, you have to hit certain numbers at the end of the month. You have to hit, let's say your budget is 30000 After that, you get commission. So that's why in the beginning of the month, let's say you had a debt for 5000 they'll say, oh, we can only settle for 4500 4000 Come down to the last five days of the month, that same debt for $1,800. Hmm. But you can't get it off your credit report because the law states yeah. whether you pay or don't pay something, it stays on your credit report for seven years. Okay. That's where my company comes in. I make your seven years 90 days. Oh. So I'm able to make your credit jump right back to 750 800 Squeaky clean. Nothing ever comes back on your credit report. Dope. Nice. So, <coughs> all right. Credit repair. Oh, yes. Can you talk about that? It's <laughs> a lot. What do you want to know? We were talking about off camera. You said that there's no such thing as a credit repair. Okay, company. so listen. Credit repair doesn't exist. Yeah. Right. It's a scam. Right. That's why every single company. Can I call the companies out or not? Yeah. You don't care? No, I mean, that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mom and pop company, Lexington Law, creditpair.com, Credit Saint. I want to mention someone else's name, but I don't want to. Okay. Anyway, they all, they all do the same thing. Send dispute letters with no letterhead. So you got to think about that. If I'm paying you $99, you said, oh, I'm going to fix your credit. Why is only the instructions on letterhead, but not the letter you sent to the credit bureau on letterhead? It looks like I'm sending the letter. One. Two, if you ever read those dispute letters, it's like your 10-year-old kid wrote it. Right? So, for example, <coughs> let's say Verizon. You had a Verizon bill, you had Verizon home service, cable, internet, whatever it is that you have for Verizon, right? For over a year. All of a sudden, you moved out, you didn't pay the bill because you didn't return the box on the final bills, and you, you have this on your credit report. Verizon has a collection for you. They're going to write a letter. Please validate this debt. I never had this debt. Well, what did you have for the last 12 months? Because everything has a paper trail behind it, mm -hmm. right? So that's what a letter never works. Now, the letter goes to the credit bureaus, the credit bureau sends it to the Verizon. Verizon sends back your whole statement in a digital file, your checks that you made payments with. They even keep, keep phone communication that you spoke to them. You spoke to us on this, this day. And that's all testifiable. I have it in my office. When you speak to these companies, oh, my client spoke to them on this day. Hmm. Right? So anyway, back to the whole credit period. The letters thing doesn't work because everything has a paper trail. One, there's no such thing as fixing credit. Every consumer has a right to dispute something on their credit if they believe it was reported erroneously or, in, or inaccurately. That's so, your right. So from my understanding, it's like, and correct me if I'm wrong, <coughs> you, you, they write a letter or you can, everybody has a, the ability to write a letter to a company disputing something. Correct. If they don't respond to that dispute, it has to come off. Right? That's correct. Correct. So that's kind of what they do because they know most people aren't, don't, they don't want to do it themselves. Correct. So they, they do it for them. Correct. And the reason, and the other thing is that in the industry, there's something called servicing a debt and owning a debt. Let me explain that for you. I'll say it again. Servicing a debt and owning a debt. Owning a debt, there's only four companies in the industry that buys debts. Okay. Portfolio Recovery, Midland Funding, MCM, and Calgary Portfolio. Those four companies buy debts and they give you 30 days to resolve it. If you don't resolve it, they get a default judgment against you. Send it to an attorney. The attorney serves you. You got to show up in court. Blah, blah, blah. I shouldn't say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but the second thing is servicing a debt. So... Let's say Verizon, come back to Verizon. RGM Acquisition is a collection agency. They don't own the debt. Verizon sent the debt to RGM to, for them to call you 10 times a day. They don't have the manpower to do that. So now when you send these letters, the collection agency was never supposed to be there. That's why the collection agency will come off your credit. That's all the letter does. 
but the debt comes back around 90 days later from to another agency. So the debt is never really leaving you. So that everything has to be resolved. So back to the word of credit repair, yeah, it doesn't exist. Anyone, everyone has a right to contest something if it's not accurate on your credit report. But nine out of 10 times, all these banks and these credit, they're so squeaky clean with their data now, like it's very minimal room for errors. Hmm. That's important, man. you gotta educate yourself, right? Like it, it, rather than paying $99, you can do it yourself. Do it yourself, you do read it yourself. for about two hours a day Correct. and figure it out, man. It, it's valuable. So like you're saving your time and your money. No, it's important. All right. Okay. So now we're going to go into our new topic, our new section. Yeah, we got, a, new, show, we right? got a whole new segment that we we've got created. A new it's, it, we're calling it uh, 10 for 10. So we got 10 questions. Hopefully, right. you can give us t- 10 answers. And mm-hmm. um, it's courtesy of Instagram, um, pretty much. Our followers, we, we, we laid it out there that we're going to have credit as an episode. And we got a crazy response. There's so much to learn about this credit industry, yeah. how it works, like how credit is built, how you get approved for a credit card. Like, There's a whole knowledge base on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, we're just touching like this. Yeah, so yeah. We, we took we took 10 uh-huh. and um, hopefully we can get 10 answers. We yeah, got 10 yeah. questions. We're we going we to, yeah, we're going to jump right into it. So, um, yeah, let's do it. All right. So, yes, this is a new segment that we're going to do. Um, Hopefully we do it every show. Yeah, or I like this. maybe not every show, but depending on if it's an educational show like it is right now, where we're actually bringing somebody in. Every show is an educational show, but if this is a show where we're bringing an expert in, yeah. we're going to start a new segment called Ten for Ten, right? Because yeah. as I always say, it's not our podcast; it's your podcast. It's the public's podcast, right. and the platform is to educate. So we're taking ten questions from our listeners and um, we're going to answer those questions, right? Yeah. And it's all on Instagram, so we'll put a post up. Uh, a few days before and we'll ask you know your your questions and then you guys just comment in the comment section and then we'll we'll pick 10 questions and then we'll we'll do it so ask the expert yeah for sure (laughs) for sure so we're going to start out with the first question is from i underscore am underscore asia shout out to her um she wants to know how do you establish business credit all right that's a good question and this is actually a big that's a big topic actually so Everyone seems to think that um, business credit, that once you register a company name and you have a website and a bank account, you have business credit. Actually, you don't have business credit. You're still PG and everything under your social. Business credit runs separately from your social. It's established on the tax ID. It has to stand alone by itself. It has to sit by itself. Mm. When you PG something, that goes on your what, personal credit. PG? What, what's personal that? guarantee. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's when you PG something, it sits on your credit, on your personal credit. One, it affects your DTI because if it's a, like an American Express charge card, you're swiping thirty thousand a month. Mm. Remember, low debt, high score. That's affecting your your score. And two, it makes your credit score drop. Right. So, business credit has to stand alone by its itself on a tax ID. How do you establish it? For there's a ten step process. One, you have to be the tax ID, the bank account. You have to be registered in your, your newspaper, your county newspaper on the two newspapers showing that you have uh, your legitimate, legitimate business. Mm-hmm. You can't have your home address as the business address because you need three scores, Experian Equifax and Dun & Bradstreet. Experian Equifax does not recognize your home address as your business address and your cell phone as a business number. That's why I tell people, get a virtual space, 199 like Regis. Or what about P.O. Box? No. Can't have a P.O. box. Can't have a P.O. box. So, all right. I didn't know that. So, you have... Okay. So... Because you need a receptionist and a phone number where they can call and verify you and send mails to. Okay. So, you can't get business credit without an address? 
you need a physical Se- address. Separate from your separate home address. Your address. Exactly. You need an office address. That's correct. That's why I say get a region space. One ninety nine is the cheapest thing, right? Because it needs to be verifiable by Expert and Equifax. Because there's three scores. London Bradstreet, Expert and Equifax. You need three scores. And all three bureaus is how you build business credit. So why, why is TransUnion left out of that? They just don't use it. Okay. It's not heavy enough. All right. You know? All right. So, okay. So let's stay on that for a little bit. So you, all right. You start a business. You got your LLC. You got, LLC. The, you got your, uh, your tax, tax ID, ID number. Your bank account. You open your bank account. Registered in the courthouse. Yeah. Newspaper. Did all that. Newspaper. You did all that stuff. Now you... Um, the first, so now you have to get an address. Correct. An address so now, we, now we're trying to build credit for the business, right? So you, <coughs> you get a, could you get a Google number? Yeah, you right? can get, get a Google, Google number. number. Yeah, Whatever, you get a number separate from your cell phone and get an address separate from your cell phone. Now, can the address be another, like say, can I, can I use my sister's address? My yeah, brother's you address? Can, yeah, you can Just use, separate from you, the one yeah, you, you live at. Exactly. Okay. Right. It can't right. be the one you live at. So now that, so now, now how do you establish? Now you, now you have that, you need trade lines. So there's companies yeah, like talk about that. I want to talk there's about companies that. like Quills. Um, there's like ten other companies out there. Uh, I can't think of it right off the top of my head. But here's how it works. I have a whole list in my office. You reach out to them, and they ask, they give you ten. Uh, they give you trade lines. Trade lines are like loans. They'll give you like a thousand dollar credit limit. You have to use fifty dollars for the next six months of pay on time. Fifty or more. You have to, it's built just like you're building personal credit, but it's to their vendors. Once, so you need three of them, three vendors, if you want to get cards from like Best Buy, um, Office Depot, Office Max, those guys. If you want credit cards from the bank, you need six vendors. Six vendors are six trade lines, right? Um, and you build from, with that for six months. From there, you apply for your own credit cards. Now, if you want loans out of the bank, you have to have a P&L, a profit and loss, mm-hmm. and you have to have a tax return. In order for the bank to extend loan onto the business, because they have to see money coming into the company and money going back out, a PL to see that you know you can pay the loans back. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Next question. All right. So we got our next question from Baba Lewis I I I, and he asks, uh, "Can you establish credit for your children?" Absolutely. At seventeen or eighteen years old, yeah, you could. How you do it is that you add them as an authorized user on one of your credit cards, but. With that, coming back to your story, yeah. it has to be a clean credit. You can't have high balances. You can't have derogatories because whatever you do will affect that person. Yeah, I got lucky. I'm going to be honest. This is like a true story. And um, I think we I first noticed it when um, Michelle pulled my credit. And um, I was 26, and he was like, wait, you have 23 years of credit history. Yeah. And I'm like, um, I don't know. And then I realized that my parents their had cards. put me on their right. card um, that they've had since 1985 or something like yeah. that. And I was like, Oh wow. And they've been responsible. So like, yeah, that doesn't dope. affect you. Yeah. It yes. doesn't affect me. It affected me in a positive way. Positive. Right. right. Not yeah. a negative way. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you can do it, but it has to be clean history. Okay. Right. At, at age 17, moving on. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So this is from Nellie Gibbs. Um, she wants to know what the best way to repay student loans and what's the best way to handle student loan debt. Oh, so we were talking about this earlier. So depending on the loan, if it's deferred or it's in collection, I mean, we kind of got to find out that. But anyway, the point is, if you have a bunch of student loans, everything is based off of an income. The payment plan is based off an income base, right? So when you call it student loans, you want to, I suggest everyone create a payment plan. Like don't keep deferring. It's, it's not a good thing to do because it affects you from doing big, big, bigger purchases in the future. But um, what you do is you go to a student loan company, tell them you want to go into income-based repayment plan, and they send you a form you fill out. The trick to that is that make sure when you fill out the forms, you put that you have a lot of expenses. So the monthly payment is a low payment. 
and they keep you, they lock you into that for a couple of years mm-hmm. and then you recertify again. But you want to put like, you know, you have, you know, rent, car, daycare, whatever it yeah. is to show that you have a lot of expenses. If not, they're going to hit you with a high monthly payment of $700 or more. Yeah, we've seen, I've seen that. Yeah. Like I've seen so you that. Wanna, that's how you trick it. Yeah. So our, our next question is from, uh, at, Oh, and also next thing, yeah. if you have student loans, from like two different, like, uh, Sally May and all that, you can actually have all of those loans refinance into one loan. You sh- and I suggest everyone do that. So it's easy for you to track the payments and I'm making yeah. monthly payments to five different companies. Yeah, that, that is a hundred percent true, man. Like I was, again, for, like I have student loans, like, Right. The first thing we, what I did was like consolidate them all. So yeah. like Navian is now my so carrier. One Correct, yeah. Shout out to them. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so the, our next question is from at flow underscore Bella underscore. And her question is, what are some ways I can fix my credit herself? Like what can she do? So first off, you got to pull the report and pull a real time report. I, you know, credit card is not accurate. It's not detailed. Um, if you have a mortgage lender, um, those are the best reports because they try and merge and they give you your whole history for when you were 17 or when you got credit to current. Mm. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Once you pull that report, you're able to see all the derogatories and the issues that are holding down your credit. Um, if it's stuff that you know that was paid off already, uh, you can dispute it with the bureaus that had like third-party collections that have that taken off. Mm-hmm. But you got to see the negatives on it and what debts they are so you can put a plan to address them if there's some debts you can do settlements that like you have to do settlements so you can call the, the creditors directly mm-hmm. and negotiate with them to make a payment plan you could even do one account a month until you get to your you know mm-hmm. your end result and some things is 100 percent accurate like it'll show you that you missed a car payment in yeah. 2014. very detailed yeah very detailed <laughs> all right so this is a big one this is a big one this is from who cares underscore no one <laughs> um, I like that. <coughs> Me too. So, can child support be removed from your credit? And can we talk about the effects of child support on your credit? So, child support, it, it reports as a collection debt, right? Um, yes, it can be removed. Actually, we're the only one could remove them. A letter cannot remove them. The problem is, if we remove them, you cannot miss a payment again. Because if you miss a payment, it'll come back on. Same thing for late payments on credit card. I want to talk about that, actually. We can remove all your late payments, but you cannot miss any late payments moving forward. If not, it will come back on your credit report because the bank reports in a batch file. Hmm. All right, so child support can report. Uh, and it is a collection also. So if you're trying to buy something and um, you know your DTI is off and your numbers are off, it can affect the monthly payment that you're paying in child support can affect your approval of how much you can get approved for, hmm. if that makes sense. All right, so our next one is from at Dunn in 321, and he asked, uh, when do agencies report debt balances? Is there a specific time during a month that they do it? or When, is, what, when he says agencies, what do you talk so about? So I'm assuming that he means like when do, does like uh, TransUnion or Exper- Experian or Equifax, is there a specific time well, the, during the, the month? Well, the bureaus update on the 1st to the 5th of every month, but okay. the data comes from the bank okay, or the collection agency or the credit. It does not come from the, from the bureau. Okay. They don't want to just house the data, yeah. and on the first to the fifth of every month, they update new reports. Okay. So your the, bank reports different days. Some days they report, you know, the tenth, the fifteenth, whatever your billing cycle is. But that's something you could find out. Like yes. I, like, like and also <clears throat> to make it easy for you, if you want to make sure you're never late on your payment, you can call all your credit card companies and ask them to make your due date the same day every month. Hmm. So you, if you have five cards, you can make them all of them the fifteenth of every month. Right. So you know, you know, you know. If you're a person that keeps forgetting to make payments, you know on the 15th, every bill is due, if you can afford to do it. Right. Okay. Rage Against Ordinary um, has a question. She wants to know, after Chapter 7, 
Bankruptcy, um, how long does that stay on your report? Bankruptcy stay for seven years. And here's the crazy thing about bankruptcy now. One, the creditors can contest the bankruptcy. Really? They don't have to. Like, let's say you have bank. Bank market is notorious for this. They can contest it. They don't have to accept the bankruptcy. Mm. They can say, no, I don't, you know, it's we don't want to. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. They can contest the bankruptcy. Two, the new bankruptcy laws, uh, depending on which chapter you're filing, you have to pay a percentage of your debt back in court. Right? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to pay a percentage. Of, and that's determined by the, 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 the judge, the magistrate, or whoever is doing your bankruptcy, what your percentage is. So if you're filing bankruptcy, you got to really think about it. If you don't have like fifty to $100,000 worth of debt, it's yeah. not really filing bankruptcy. It's not really worth it in my eyes, to file yeah. bankruptcy for seven years. That was going to be like my next kind of question off of that is like, when would it be, I guess, appropriate to file for bankruptcy, right? There's a certain amount of debt that you should have. I mean, there's a couple of um, qualifying scenarios. I mean, if you're not working, you know, that you can't do anything about it. You can't pay anything, you know? Um, but if you are working or you have some savings, because when you file bankruptcy, they go through all, you have to disclose all your assets, mm. right? So, you know, if you have money in the bank, they're like, well, why can't you pay this? Knowing that the bank can contest it, not all banks have to. And that happened to me actually, because I did it many years ago, and they contested it. Then you can't even put, you can't open an account for three years, a bank account, but you can't show that you have any kind of money. Any bank account. Any bank account. Oh wow! Because they can go back and oh well, you have money. Mm. You know, it, it becomes very messy. But again, with the bankruptcy, and it's not as easy as like the way it was in 2010. You file it and you walk away. You had to pay a percentage back. So, you know, I think everyone should really consider, depending on the scenario. Consider filing bankruptcy. It's not the best route. It is a route, but it's not the best route, depending on your situation. But it stays there for seven years. And then you can, the other thing about that, <coughs> you burn, let's say in the industry, there's prime and subprime banks. Mm -hmm. So let's say you file bankruptcy for Discover, American Express, Barclay, Chase. Once you file bankruptcy, you can't go back to do business with those guys again. They're not going to extend any credit. So now you're kind of stuck in a subprime rate, subprime bank. Kind of the rest of your life where you're paying high interest rates because major banks are not going to extend any kind of credit card to you. Hmm. That's what I have. Interesting. All right. our, our next question is from at uh, Young God. Uh, he said, "If a, if I default on my business credit cards, does it show up on my personal credit? If you PG it, yes, no. If you didn't PG it, no, it does not. P, if you personal guarantee or when you open it, which I'm be honest with you, ninety nine percent of people, ninety nine percent of the people that said they have business credit, they're PGing everything." they're not going through the full steps of registering the company correctly and building it correctly they're caught you know if you so if your social is going on that, that application you're pg in the loan so you're, you're personally guaranteed so most people i think that they, they have business credit it's really just an extension of their own personal right. credit Absolutely. for their business correct but you can actually establish business credit but you have to Separately. go through the steps of getting an office right. and having a, a, a those 10 steps that you were talking about yeah. that's correct that's okay correct. that's important to understand people any especially entrepreneurs because a lot of people don't I didn't know that. I didn't realize yeah. that. So, yeah, all right. Okay. All right, man. So, yeah. So, that that was pretty extensive as far as the 10 questions. Um, all right. So, I hope that you guys listen because one podcast episode is not going to be enough to fully grasp. But what we try to do here is never enough for anything. But we try to plant a seed, right? Yeah. We try to plant a seed and then hopefully you gain information. It's like when we had Quentin on as far as talk about stocks, right? You can't learn about stocks in an hour, but you can you can gain enough information to now you can go on a journey of seeking information yeah. for yourself, right? And then also, you have to work with professionals. So like I always say, you can try to do things yourself, and it may not be a bad thing, but 
it's always good to work with professionals if you can, right? So that's why we brought Andy here, and um, Andy's going to give all of you guys his information. But before we do that, I want to talk about L.A. briefly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we went to L.A. As I said, this is our first episode back from L.A., and um, it was dope. We had some 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 great interviews. Yeah, met some great people. Met some great people, and we had a networking event, and about 50 people came, maybe even more. Um, and we, we fed the people, we gave them, we gave them drinks. It was just dope, a dope, a dope <laughs> yeah. vibe. Shout, so shout out to Daryl's We want to come. Yes. We want to come to your city. Um, so if you have speaking engagements, if you have opportunities, if you have anything for us, feel free to DM us, feel free, feel free to email us because we have to spread the financial literacy word to the masses. And the only way to do that is to travel. We can do that via the internet, but it's nothing like touching the people. So we want to go to Chicago. We want to go to Miami. We want to go to Toronto, Canada. We want to go to Philly. We want to go all of these different places. Atlanta, of course, we got to go to Atlanta. So um, Houston, but um, we need you you guys' help. So, yeah, so we'll talk about our Patreon later. But before we wrap it up, Andy, can you t- – and I just realized this, too. Is that a um, DC yeah. theme, Chasers? Chasers, Chasers, Chasers. Can you just give me like a 30 second explanation? <laughs> I, I, I didn't realize how that it happened. So, yeah. How that happened was that, um, so you guys know Slow Bucks, CEO Slow. Um, you guys know Mr. Ruggs in Atlanta. Queens get the money. I, yeah. Um, you know, I did some stuff with Ruggs uh, two years ago, three years ago in Atlanta on his credit. Um, he was purchasing some cars and, you know, whatever he was purchasing. <laughs> <coughs> I helped him out. He got introduced to me to, um, Slow Bucks. And then, so anyway, to him, I went down to the Mr. Ruggs All White Party one year, uh, hung out with him, Prime, rest in peace, Prime, uh, Prime Time, uh, Meek Mills, I got introduced to Meek, and, you know, a bunch of guys, 2 chains and all of them, and then, you know, we started talking at lunch on a Sunday, like, I was with this guy, Dude, here I am, a brown guy, and this guy, I don't fit in, I mean, who's this guy, you know, yeah. anyways, the credit guy, whatever, 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 uh, I did some stuff for Meeks, you know, Meek, it's a good vibe, you know, he's like, yeah, I like this guy, it's cool, dude, whatever, so, you know. He hooked me up with the DC, you know, official chaser. I appreciate that actually. And, um, you know, that's how that happened. Okay. Well, shout out to me. Yes. It's very rare to have a credit specialist to have a Meek Mill chain. So (laughs) for that, for that alone, you, you, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta give them a shot. So, um, can you tell the people how to contact you, your social media handles and all the stuff that you got going on? Definitely. So our website is www.y2kcreditsolutions.com. Our social media is uh, Y2K underscore credit solutions dot com. Uh, phone number is 516-568-4541. We have uh, our main locations in New York. We have satellite locations in eight states, two in Canada, Toronto and Ottawa. Um, and, you know, that's it. All right. Yeah. Check Google me. You know, I'm, you know, I'm all over. Yeah. 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 Check them out. Check them out. So, Troy, can you talk about our Patreon? Briefly? Yeah, man. It's it's pretty overwhelming. Um, you know, we see about Patreon every episode and we, you know, the L.A. was the first time we got to actually reach out and go to see people. And a lot of that is due because of the support that we get from Patreon and other um, avenues. Um, so Patreon is a way for you to financially support the, the podcast. Um, we. We can't do any of this without you, but if you, you know, if you want to financially support us so that we can, can go to other cities and spread the word of financial literacy and other things. Like we, we, we in LA, we, we talked about a multitude of topics, man. We met some great people and to see the message coming to fruition is just like amazing. Um, I, I think I called, I texted y'all from the plane, like, yo, I'm completely overwhelmed with joy right now just to see 
people actually responded to it that we've never met before. Um, we had a great conversation the other day um, with some of our Patreon members about how they're applying what we're saying into real day like application. It was like amazing, right? We 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 spoke to somebody who has a quadplex. Or two, yeah, a quadplex, right? Yeah. And he was like, "Yo, I listened to episode twelve and it inspired me." Yeah, and shout out to Matt. Shout right, and it was Matt. like, "Yo, this is crazy!" Like, look at the impact that we're having. So. If if you're not on Patreon, um, feel free to go. It's patreon.com backslash earn your leisure. We have five different tiers that you can join at. Um, there's a real basic tier, and then we have a more extensive tier where we talk to people, um, you know, three times a month, or, you know, we have a video chat about the episode uh, because some people have extended questions after that we air. So That's a fact. feel free to check out Patreon out. Continue to support our merch, earnyourleisure.com. I told y'all season two is coming. It's on the way. It's on the way. We're going to be doing some dope stuff. Um, so yeah, man. Yeah, and I shout out to Cody, and um, yeah, we spoke to him, and so we uh we have you know a lot of time people want to pick our brain right for yeah. like business mentorship or investment mentorship. So we built relationships with a lot of good people, some, and some real we, good people. We we know a few things, so um, <laughs> yeah, Patreon is a way to extend the dialogue. So and just you know like I said, just to travel like we in L A. and we talking to Al Harrington, and he's giving us game, and he's giving y'all game just from being on the podcast about. I mean, this guy's gonna be a billionaire. Like it's happening, yeah. it's gonna happen. So it's very rare to have an opportunity to have an hour conversation with a future billionaire. And he's just giving game free. We wouldn't have been able to do that if we didn't go to L.A. So you know yeah. we're gonna go to Atlanta, like I said, all these places. And shout out to Toronto, Canada. Can we just get a minute to talk about Toronto because our favorite city? Somebody had a question. Two people had questions about um, credit, and you, just like what you told me earlier, can you? Because we don't want to just. We're bigger than just America, people. Mm -hmm. We have listeners all over the world. We have listeners in Africa. We have listeners in Europe. And we have listeners in Canada. Canada is one of <coughs> our, our strongest bases mm -hmm. in Toronto specifically. So, um, yeah, just a brief, because I know the credit over there works. And you work in Canada, too. Yes, so. correct, correct. So, you know, Canada, they only use two bureaus, Equifax and TransUnion. Um, the thing is, Canada is a little more strict with the credit uh, because they don't have that much bans. They they're very strict how they extend credit. Right, and they make sure that you have collateral for everything. Um, but what takes us three months to fix in the U.S. would take us six months to fix in Canada. It is fixable. It's just a longer process. Um, but it is fixable. And Canada credit, like the economy, is much more tighter than the U.S. You know, um, so it's fixable. It's, it, you need us. We we have an office, two offices out there actually in Toronto, and one in Toronto, Mississauga, seven seven one 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 Syntex Boulevard, and Ottawa. Yeah. So if you're in Canada, <coughs> hit Andy up. He works in Canada, and we are coming to Toronto soon. Very Wait, soon. Let me know. I want to go too. Oh. I'll be there May 22nd. Let's come out there. We'll do something. <laughs> nah, yeah, for, for sure. sure. We can do for a sure. networking event, actually. For sure. We can set something up for oh, sure. Realtors, yeah. Um. So, all right. So, Andy, thank you for for joining us thank again. Before I leave, me. I always have a book tip. So my book tip of this episode will be multiple streams of income. It's a very very good book, and um, as we always talk about, you know, you need multiple streams of income. Mm -hmm. So the it, it outlines multiple i think it, it outlines nine different streams of income and it kind of like gives like each chapter is devoted to, to to that different stream of income so highly recommend the book multiple streams of income for anybody that is seeking multiple streams of income and thank you for rocking with us we will see you next week peace peace
you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade, or at least grab an extra latte. After getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals24. That's Chime.com goals24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Chews Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beat brand for heart health support. The new Superbeats Heart Chews Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Superbeats Heart Chews Advance are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL.